Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. It's a higher power trying to tell me through bunnies that we're all going to die. And with all of his undivided attention, Chris Randazzo. I'm also a swell bowler. (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. This is episode 100. We Woo! did it! We Woo! made it! Finally! Yeah. This is like episode 150 at this point. Actually, yeah, we, ha- we have a bunch of repeats in there. So, But, true, new, official, 100th episode. This week we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season 5, episode 22, The Gift, which is the 100th episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But... Before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we should be doing in, uh, like, episode 200. Oh, God, I I think we're going to make it there. Just contact us and let us know that you're there. So this decision was a group effort. So nobody is responsible for this, so I'm just going to take the responsibility because this episode was... Fantastic. I'm irresponsible. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. This is something that I, I, I noticed that I do as well on, on my podcasts. Um, what, what if you're not listening to this in the evening? Like, we're not doing a live show here. Right. But we always start our shows with good evening. Well, because I start with good evening because it's, it's, I, it's nighttime now for me. So we are you talking to us? That. I'm talking to everyone. But it's not evening for everyone. Okay. So, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> Welcome to this I'm wondering if, just, show. I'm, I'm wondering if, podca- <laughs> if network-wide... There's a better solution because I'm I you know I'll listen to this morning you know I recorded a wave back last night I listened to a version of it this morning and I started off good evening I'm like screw you me it's not evening it's morning it's five thirty in the morning don't you say good evening to me <laughs> wow and I I don't want to I don't want to piss off our wonderful listeners You're by assuming that they're listening to it in the evening now. so at the end of the podcast when I say good night you're saying I should change that as well. Well, see, I get the good night because uh, it, you're, you're kind of going with a TV thing, like, and this ends our broadcast day. You're going with, like, this old-timey TV thing. Okay. So I guess good evening actually kind of works on this show specifically because you got that whole old-timey TV angle going on. Like, like we're the we're Channel 6 Action News, and I'm... Uh, <laughs> so it took Judge you Wapner. 100 no, that's, that's episodes show. to bring this up. Well, I want 100 episodes of this show. I mean, what are we up to in Stone Age Gamer? Like, <laughs> you do say good evening there as well. Whatever. I'm not changing because I don't think at this point I could. So, with that said, 
You're welcome. Yes, Thank I, you. I hope you old <laughs> listeners all enjoyed that waste of your time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm not here to waste your time, what am I here for? What What is my purpose is if not purpose? to waste everyone's time? I think it's tacos. Ooh, ah, I love tacos. tacos. Tacos and it's cake. I've come. Tacos. I've come to the. I've come to the conclusion that I love cake. Cake has been coming up. No, no. Well, I like the band as well, but I'm talking about the physical embodiment of of joy that is cake. What kind of cake? Any kind of cake, really. Seven layer, chocolate, vanilla, whatever. Been thinking about cake a lot lately. I think it's because hey, I'm on a diet. you know who listens to this show? What's that? Who? You know who listens to this show? Who? Ferg. Fer- Ferg. Hi, Ferg. Hi, Ferg. Evan likes cake. I love cake. <laughs> and hollow bread, you yo. Know what, <laughs> you know what cake is good for? What? Cake is often had at birthdays. It's true. And 100th birthdays. 100th birthdays or say the birthday of perhaps a podcast co-host that's coming oh, up. Oh, that's a valid point. Ferg, just saying. <laughs> oh, it's Ferg's birthday? <laughs> I'm confused. It's fine. Anywho, let's 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 talk about Buffy, okay? Cuz it's already late. I forgot how much I love I love the show. Like it's been a while since I've done a rewatch. And I forgot how much I loved the episodes that I didn't hate. <laughs> yes. How much you loved the episodes. That, so did you hate this episode? No, I loved this episode. Why? This reminded me of why this, why this show um, was good. Uh, I still and, give it an, an overall thumbs up. But boy, oh. oh boy, there was some rough business in this show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it also is a good reminder of like why you get so mad about... <laughs> The parts of the show that did suck, because the good parts are so good. They are, but then like Riley exists, <laughs> and then there's Buffy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and there's the whole dumb thing with Xander and Anya in season six that made me want to kill myself. Oh yeah, and then they they like killed off Anya like just like nothing at the end. There were so many mistakes made with this show, but this but episode this was, was not, not one of them. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you made it around that bend and back to the show. Um, I see how I'm, I'm doing the episode artwork for this one, and I'm doing all these image searches for this season of the show, and like all the, the full cast images, just like, oh, Riley. And he's like right in the middle, too. Him and his big, dumb, smiling head is like right in the middle, arms around Buffy, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Man, that was tough. Because <laughs> after his season, he had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was done. He was good. Then he went to that weird like vampire brothel or something for a while. Boy, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Holy crap, that was weird. <laughs> anyway, this episode. This episode. <laughs> uh, first off, the best previously on. In any television show <laughs> yes. ever. Here is everything. Everyone. And here's it, what they do. It literally showed everything. Like, it just super fast forward. So, if you haven't watched the 99 episodes before this, you pretty much get caught up within the first 15 seconds of the show. Which I appreciate because I am, like, sort of traditionally known to join in popular shows late in the game okay and so like this is very useful for me i would i would 
if I were not a Buffy watcher, I would very much appreciate having the entire show's history encapsulated so quickly <laughs> and so well so that I could just watch the landmark episode. It would have hooked me immediately and I've been like oh shit I gotta watch this whole show right now and you would have been like damn it's a shame that this was the last ep- episode of the show and and you would have been sadly mistaken because then there'd be two more seasons of confusion and wondering why the show didn't end <laughs> should have ended another thing I noted in this episode and it was bothering me because I watched this episode twice to, to catch me back up again and Glory Right, that's the bad, the bad woman, mm-hmm. uh-huh. who's also a dude. Okay, yeah, she flips back and forth. But the actress that plays the female version, mm-hmm. I knew her from somewhere, mm-hmm. and it took me a solid two hours of watching this show to realize she's the bitch from Bring It On. Yeah, she is. <laughs> like it clicked, and I was like, "Oh, that's it! I feel so much better right now." <laughs> This, what now, do we know if this was actually really supposed to be the final episode and they just said, no, we could, we could make this go longer? Like one of those really bad television decisions? I don't know. It's, it feels like a possibility where, you know, it could have been that the fate of the show was unsure at this point. Mm, maybe. I don't, I don't know because it, it had a solid ending. Like that was, it really did. That was good. You know, sacrificing herself for, you know, friends, family. Like, that's how it should... How did it actually end? Oh, with all the potential Slayers being activated. Uh, and they, like, got on a bus and went to take on everything in the like Hellmouth ever. Desert or something, and then they were all standing outside of a car and... And it, like bad. only kind of only ended. had one eye. Yeah, <laughs> and like it continued on in comics for a while. They did right. like a season nine, ten, eleven, thirty. Well, I'm okay with comic twelve comic iterations of it. I don't really count that as part of the show. But yeah, they should have ended at five. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, has has the stunt work always been so obvious? Yes. Okay, because... If not more so. All right, because recently, in my life, I've become a bit of an ass man. This is a little different for me. And it is blatantly obvious when it's not... Obvious? Obvious. When it is not Get Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> okay, so it's obvious, but, like, is it jarring to you well what as soon as i saw the the two different asses i went oh yeah that's not her i know it's not her i knew it wasn't her beforehand but now like i really know it's not her i it's always been jarring for me but not because of the ass it's it's just the way she moves like you can tell very specifically when the actress sarah michelle geller is doing something and when the stunt person who is trained in martial arts is doing something like they move completely different. It's not even there was an, it's an not extended even similar. <laughs> fight scene on I, I, the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. That poor stunt woman had to have her hair in front of her face for like forty five minutes, so that you can't. That's how they roll, man. That's what they do. That's what they sign up for. That's their <laughs> that's their craft. 
That's like that, that's like challenge accepted. I'm sure that the beginning of that was like, all right, you got to do this crazy thing on scaffolding, and you got to have your hair in your face the whole time. She was like, you want me to do it with one hand? Challenge said, no. accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. See, the reason I ask whether it was jarring or whether it bothered you guys is that I mean, I guess clearly I'm an idiot because I didn't notice the difference between the two people. But um, what struck me about the fighting was how well choreographed it was like mm-hmm. that scaffolding false fight scene was like crowning achievement it was really good it, it was and you know you take away the fact that we i i personally could blatantly see that it was two different people you just accept that as you know part of television and movies and yes it was really well choreographed and on the other hand you have the stuff like the giant hammer that she's oh my that she's fighting with. I'm like, that's a little silly. I get it. That's so clearly made of styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, but this show is a little silly. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. That that's not really all that bothersome. The the she's got like as much inconsistencies in her strength as Superman too. Like one one day she's lifting up a car, and the other she's like super fast and then the other one she's like winded chasing somebody up a flight of stairs and having having trouble doing a pull-up you know like her power set is so completely inconsistent and it's fine it's it's not a problem for me it's it's just a a a part of the show and it's very much script driven it's based on what she needs to be able to do that week or what like what needs to be the obstacle that week exactly now i haven't seen this like series in a while who is the little dude at the end that was slicing up the sister that, i don't even remember any yeah i mean he was another demon named where Doc. was he in that recap huh he was yeah. he, he might have been in there he was creepy like he startled me with the the whole like you know when they cut to commercial like he's just got the knife and i'm like no i don't like him Sp- spike i don't i don't remember him being as important oh man yeah, Spike became like super important. Yeah. Um I actually that moment in in their house when they were getting ready and you know she was it's, trying to just go upstairs and get weapons and he had to do his little love confession bit. I really appreciated how well that was done in in the way that it was like not gross and creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean Buffy and Spike definitely got gross and creepy. <gasps> oh yeah. S- sorry Spuffy shippers, sorry. Um, sorry, Spuffy shippers. First off, stop saying that, and second off, you're wrong. And also, third, don't at us. Um, but he, I like the way that he made that. Like he said what he wanted to say, but he also didn't make the moment about him. Right. It was like mm. this is what I want you to know. Now let's go do this, and I don't expect anything out of you. And like that scene in another writer's hands could have gone horribly wrong and eventually did right Mm. right 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 and that's and that's what why i brought it up because of that scene like him coming into the house him confessing and then like i oh yeah the invitation oh (laughs) it's it kills me that i wish i had a better memory for this show like i I should have remembered that Spike was more important because I watched all of this and then all of Angel, like, back to back. And 
I could, I'm willing to bet I could go through this series again and be pleasantly surprised because in this episode in particular, there was some solid acting. There was also some solid non-acting, like <laughs> like that demon girlfriend girl, whatever her name is. You know, the, Anya? Anya, yeah. She's, she's delightful. She's there's, <laughs> mm, I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> Xander's a little too hammy for for my tastes. Oh, but Nick Brandon's <laughs> such a nice guy. Yeah, okay. it makes so much more sense in the context of the show because I don't know when I'm watch when I watched it for the first time with Karen a few years ago. It was, you know, you start with season one and it is very much a product of its time. Yeah, so. Like the way Xander talks, I'm just used to that by yeah, now because huh? that's that's him, you know. Xander is like you know Buffy's Chandler more or less, and Anya is just ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a very much a product of its time, and that I I got those characters. So yeah, Anya, Anya doesn't Anya doesn't bother me. She deserved a better uh, send off than what she got. Right. Um. Willow, I, I she, like she did a really good job in this this episode. Like her oh, character, like, is she, she's really good. Always been, she's always been really good, and I think that's why she's gone on after the show to do so well for herself. Tara, yeah. on the other hand, is freaking useless. <laughs> I do not care for that character one bit. I, I see that. I see. No, please, <laughs> we do noticed. Not, do not sugarcoat it. Um. Yeah, this was a good pick. It was, it was, it, like, just as a standalone episode because it's really, like, it's not Halloween theme, but it's Buffy, and you can watch Buffy whenever. And the whole when, show is Halloween right, themed. You it's know, about vampires, yeah. and it's like some of it's a product of its time. You're correct, Chris, but some of it's really good, like so, good solid television for. Mm-hmm. In essence, a really silly premise. Like, yeah. Like, just like, remember the movie with Paul Rubens? Oh my God! Come on, that's where this came from. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, as much as you're pointing out, like the some of the actors were not so great. I mean, holy shit, Anthony Stewart Head, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Apparently, anyone with three names on this show is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the two of them in particular. Yeah, when he uh, confronts, you know, dude version of Glory at the end, and he's all just like, yeah, you kind of have to die. And she's not going to do it, because she's, she's a good person. Me, I'm not a good person. I come off as a good person. I'm British AF, but uh, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> and not Sorry. even, not even like, mercil- mercifully. Like, he snuffs that guy out. Yeah, he's just like... I, you know, I'm done with this. <laughs> You're a threat. I'm ending it. Ta-da. <laughs> and I bet he slept well that night. I'm sure he did. I'm and, sure and he did. And that's why Giles should have his own show. I mean, I'm st- I still think it could be done. I think, like, I would love a Buffy prequel that's, the, that's Giles' origin story of how he became a watcher. Please, universe, hear me now and do the this. The Adventures of Ripper. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We need that. we need to have that. All in all, good pick. <laughs> Ripper just sounds like a nickname you give somebody who farts all the time. <laughs> oh no. Boo. 
Um, all in all, a good episode. I mean, the sister, Trachtenberg, which is, I, she really just stood there and cried a bit, but it's... Yes, and I mean, my God, that final moment between the two of them. I mean, yeah, like, Trachtenberg's kind of annoying, but... But I've seen this episode a billion times. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know what everyone's going to do. And yet I cry every <laughs> single time. I know what's going to happen. And I'm still sobbing my eyes out. Why? Because, because it's, a, it's that's that a, good. It's a, that's a side of a very good show. Like it yes. consistently delivers the feels every time you watch it. Good choice. I'm. I'm gonna actually, Karen. I'm gonna give you credit because you 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 pulled this. One. It was my suggestion. Yeah. So, good on you. It, it was. It was good to revisit this universe. Uh, I do not think I'm going to dive in right away to another we rewatch, but at some point it's going to happen because it's going to be like watching a brand new show for me again. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Watch the show. Stop here. And then read the comments. Revisit comic. once more with feeling, and that's probably all you need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't recommend... I mean, you obviously need to reward yourself with uh, you know some good stuff after suffering through season three, which is... What was it called? The Initiative? Yes. And Riley and that really dumb Frankenstein Adam <laughs> guy and that woman who played like a judge on Law & Order playing his mom... <laughs> And she's like super serious, and ugh, that season was absolutely brutal. Because I mean, that was like that was Saved by the Bell, the college years for Buffy. I mean, that was <laughs> what do we do after they graduate high school? Well, let's go to college and change things up. <laughs> Except they didn't have that big like ex football player dude wearing the baggy fluorescent pink pants all the time. What the wow. fuck are you talking about? He's talking about, about the college, college years. years, and that's the same dude, isn't that? Nope, no. Nope, I was gonna say it was the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, but it's not. Similar look, similar build. No, I know who you're mm-hmm. talking about, though. Yeah. Uh, I, it's. I don't understand how, like a show like this. Granted, it has a very big cult following, but there there should have been like more iterations of it, like. A, a a Rupert backstory, or it's like th- it just faded away and is just beloved by those that know of it. And yet, the swill that consistently po- like we're getting backstory on t- like the t- t- Big Bang Theory. I don't. Yeah, I don't need l- that. Look at nor look do at I want this that. show spawned. Like this was. There wasn't a lot like this on TV at the time, and especially at this this time of day. This this kind of spawns out of the type of TV that was your Sunday afternoon Hercules Legendary Journey, Xena Warrior Princess mm-hmm. type stuff. Right. And this was you know this was WB's primetime stuff at the time. You know this was they they put some real muscle into this, and you can watch this show as a prototype to like pretty much all the cw stuff now it's like right. this is the prototype and they're for, still doing it yeah and exactly how There's many years later oh like flash 20. arrow supernatural like this show really kind of laid the groundwork for this kind of show right it, it, um, it designed the formula it, was, it, it, it exactly it's flawed. It is so incredibly flawed to the extent that there's a lot of the show that's downright difficult to watch, but it's 
I, I, I gotta say it is a really important piece of television because it's it's very unique and um, it, it definitely changed the way CW did things going forward. I mean, after they became the CW and uh, it, it, you're, you still feel the effects of it to this day. And I would be shocked and amazed if there wasn't eventually a Buffy reboot at some point. And yeah, there will be and I'll be mad about it. <laughs> And you know what? I might be, but at the same time, like think about think about how flawed this show is and how much potential it has, and think about how well some reboots have been. Like, I, for example, I just started season four of Voltron, and if you t- talk about something that had like a good framework but was incredibly poorly executed, go watch an episode of the original Voltron. But you look at it now, and they took that framework and they made something great about it. Look at the... I know I'm talking about cartoons, but look at the new DuckTales. Like, they took something that was incredible, and they, they put a new spin on it. I wish I could think of a better contemporary uh, uh, type Fuller of house situation. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. The Flash. Look at The Flash. Look at The Flash now compared to the show that we... To, to the old show. Like, there's... A lot of potential in remakes, especially when you have something that was a great idea that because of when it was because of when it existed, it's very limited by what it could and couldn't do. Now, obviously, recasting a show like this with so many iconic characters is a tough situation. And obviously, we've we've heard stories of like the Party of Five reboot that we talked about a few weeks ago that I'm just what what are you even doing with this? But. There is, I, I will hold, hold out a reserved hope that there is potential for a Buffy remake to be something that is legitimately good. Because there was a Buffy movie, and then they did this Buffy TV series, which was essentially a Buffy reboot. Mm-hmm. And look how much better this is. I mean, it's a totally different animal, but still. I take your point. I think for a lot of women my age, this is an incredibly sacred property. And so I am not saying don't do the reboot. Not that anyone's saying they're going to. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, you better fucking do it. That's they. I completely agree. If if you're going to remake this. girls are going to come for you. Yeah. If you may, or if you remake Buffy, you had better be you had better be very, very careful about what you do. And I think it would be great if you were a woman who wanted to redo this. Please do that. Yes, please do that. <laughs> All right. I, I, I can't top that. So we're looking for a reboot by a woman, and it has to be done correctly. I can agree with that. Damn right. All right. Let's take a break. We got a bunch of news to cover. Um we missed we missed an, an, like a week of news. So. so we'll be right back, all right? Stay tuned. On the most recent trip into the nonstop comic shop, the boys discuss the famous DC Elseworlds tale, Superman Red Sun, the ultimate example of a comic everyone loves, but no one has actually read. After the break, Jordan reviews Avengers number 36 and 37, involving alien invaders named for a movie studio, a female Ultron prototype, and Black Widow's flagrant defiance of the Comics Code Authority. For all the comic book podcast fun you can handle, check out Nonstop Comic Shop, Episode 7, Red October. For Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween, it felt only right to explore the music of the spookiest Zelda game there is. The soundtrack has the unmistakable flavor of Koji Kondo, and 
like Ocarina of Time, music plays an interesting, active role in the gameplay. Joined me and Vicky for her last appearance before her indefinite co-hosting hiatus, and hear what makes the music of this N64 classic special in Waveback Episode 45, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. In a Halloween installment of Why I Love Wrestling, Dan recalls one of the worst pay-per-view matches in history. Hulk Hogan, who was still wrestling in 1998, for some reason, faced off against the formerly Ultimate Warrior, and the main event between Diamond Dallas Page and Goldberg decidedly did not deliver what people paid to see. Find out all about the event that the then-president of the WCW himself described as a shit show in Why I Love Wrestling, Halloween Havoc 98. Vest and Friends is back! Glenn, who is apparently a real per- Who the fuck is Glenn? Returns to discuss a recent trip to Disney, leading to a discussion of what video game characters everyone in the gang would like to travel with, games they missed the boat on, and more. Catch all this and more gaming fun in Vest and Friends, episode 18. They were normal nice, not Disney nice. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at DK.com. Hey, Evan. Uh, hi, Chris. How you doing? All right, and yourself? Oh, I am wonderful. I am ready to dive back into a considerably shorter summary. <laughs> considerably shorter. I damn well hope so. I got to go to bed yeah, tonight. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I intended to record last week's episode in like five minutes. And I have so many questions. I have so many questions. But I'm limiting myself back down to 60 seconds again. Here we go. We're going to do this. You ready? Yeah. It's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. Are, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. The suspense is killing me. I didn't get a response me. from you. <laughs> All right. And go. Okay, so just like I thought, just like I predicted, uh, Frieza actually gave Goku his energy. And he was just like, look, nobody can see us. I'm going to give you this energy. All debts are settled. I'm out. Plus, he needs Goku to take on this Jiren guy because nobody can take on Jiren. I don't know what he is. He's crazy. So hit went to, to take on Jiren, and Hit's job was not anything more interesting or sinister than he needs to take down Jiren so that the rest of his team can win. He goes all out on this guy, and he actually he makes some headway against him because Hit is obscenely powerful on his own, and he winds up trapping him in this like time lock thing, and Jiren just basically walks his way out of it and knocks Hit out of the contest. I had no idea that there was actually, that someone was actually going to knock Hit out at this point in the game, because apparently we're still only halfway through the tournament. They think this, this episode ended, and they're like, oh, we're officially at the halfway point. I'm like, screw you, you don't know how time works. None of you know how time works. That was minute. And that was time. Thank you, sir. Halfway? Are you freaking kidding me? And we're when back. News breaks, we fix it. When news Sorry, breaks, I fucked up everything. We fix it. Thank you for paying attention to our commercials and the decidedly shorter Dragon Ball Super sixty second summary. Uh, we got a bunch of news to cover, seeing as we skipped last week. But this, going back into our, our feed, this I I'm not a hundred percent how I feel about this first one. Apparently, in twenty twenty. We're going to get a Bob's Burger movie musical. 
How can you not feel anything but awesome about this? Yeah, I feel good about this. All right. This is a solid this is a solid decision. Okay. This is a fantastic decision. I mean, I, I love me some Bob's burger. I do. But a musical version? Like y- Yes. Like, like all 100% of it? percent all okay. in. All right. Yes. Well, I, I didn't bury the lead. That's that's it. We're in twenty twenty. We're gonna get a Bob's Burger movie musical. That's it. So cool. just strap just in and wait. Hold folks. on, um, Karen. In our in our yes. feed, you posted a lot of Doctor Who news. I sure did. So first, well, let's just scroll through all of the Doctor Who news that y- you posted. First off, have they done the Christmas special in theaters before? I believe they have. Okay. I've been doing this for a couple of years, so because okay. th- I think I thought it was pretty cool. Confirmation of a pattern, then news. <laughs> so they do it first in theaters, and then uh, I think it's the same day. Okay, because they're only doing one showing, or right. according to this article, um, December twenty seventh. Uh, yeah, no, that it's actually a couple of days after it airs on TV. Okay. Okay, so that sounds a little more right to me. Like, uh, I know they've done season premieres in the theater. Mm-hmm. I feel like them doing the Christmas special might be something kind of unique, but maybe I'm wrong. All right. Um, tickets for Doctor Who Twice Upon a Time will be available available beginning Friday, October 20th. Uh, this is going to be this week. Yes, it is. Wow, it's going to be available through Fathom Events. So, yeah, I, this is this is going to be a thing. Like, I feel it's it's going to do I'm well. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to go to the theater. No, but that's because I'm going to watch it on Christmas. Yeah, uh, I mean, like in my house. Gotcha. No offense to the theater, but hey, <laughs> sooner the better. Gotcha. We have a nice TV. Nice, good enough. And two small children who don't let us go to the movies that's true that's also true um so i thought the next doctor who style article that you posted was kind of cute how peter capaldi accidentally figured out who the next doctor who was going to be and that it was a woman apparently his tailor told him i just find that funny yeah it was a cute story they i guess the costume department asked for a version of his costume, but smaller. And he figured out that, like, it must be a woman to be fitting, you know, that small size of a coat. Because it's incredibly smaller. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I guess Capaldi isn't a huge man to begin with, right? No. No, but, but size 30 is tiny. Tiny pants. Um... <laughs> That's her name. There you go. Tiny Pants. Tiny Dr. Pants. Tiny Pants. Dr. Dr. Tiny oh, Pants. Got to write that down. <laughs> Dr. Tiny Pants. Huh. Um, yeah, it's just, it's. I mean, it's not really news, but it's cute. Um, what is news is that with the new showrunner, they're changing, like, the new showrunner is going to want to put his, or his, their thumbprint on the show. So they're following in the the footsteps of Game of Thrones' most recent seasons where they're extending the episode but shortening the season. Um, How do you feel about this, Karen? Because do you watch the show, like, concurrently? I will actually watch it after, you know, you're there when it airs. 
Does it um, matter to you that you're getting two less or three less, but you're getting 15 extra minutes per episode? I feel like it could be good. Um, it's a long history to be messing with this basic format. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess when they switched from Classic Who to New Who, they went from the, you know, whatever, six parts right. th- that were each 20 minutes long or whatever to the single 60-minute episode, and now they're switching it again. So, there's a precedent. Um, there is a history i think in new who of there being some filler episodes Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're fun and sometimes it's like holy crap why am i watching this like love and monsters (laughs) or um fear her oh man that was rough um so if this new paradigm that they're gonna do manages to cut that out and they have enough story to tell in a longer episode, then I say go for it. Okay. Um, they like I said, they're going, they're dropping the the season down to ten episodes. Each one will go from forty five minutes to an hour. So, sort of balances out in the long run. But they, uh, due to the fact they do it more or less episodically now, you can just get a little more story per episode. So I think it's I think it's I think it's a good play. Um Is that it? Is there anything else? Oh, this was actually a big one. Now, Karen, I acquired some Doctor Who stuff for you. Oh. And no, I and I had already given it to you. I don't oh. I don't want to be too specific because it's nefarious. This this BBC Worldwide confirms completed. Uh, is it Shada or Shada? Shada. Shada download DVD and Blu-ray. Now, was this one of the lost episodes? It was. Okay, so uh, not necessarily lost as much as unreleased. Okay, so now it was unreleased. So why is it? it was, why is it? Why why do they have to piece it together with animation? Uh, because it was partially filmed and then abandoned. Oh. So they started shooting it, and then I guess they scrapped the story, and um, so they only have partial footage. Um, this, we watched The Five Doctors on this show not that long ago. So the footage that they had of Tom Baker from in that episode where he's on the river talking to Romana and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um that is from Shada. Okay. So, I don't know. I think that's probably the beginning, the setup of the episode. Um, so, that is famous to classic Whovians as like, oh, that's the, that's the episode that that footage came from that they ended up throwing into Five Doctors because no one had ever seen it before. So, they tried to pass it off in the anniversary special as like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're getting new Tom Baker scenes. <laughs> and it's pretty cool because um, there's, a, there's a, a trailer attached to this article. You get to see, you know, the animation style that they're using. They're getting um, the cast. They're bringing the in the original cast, cast which is To voice awesome. it, which is, yeah, mm. that's really cool. So, and the script was written by Douglas Adams. Uh, of Hitchhiker fame. 
Yes. So that will be available. I think you can download it in the end of November, and yeah. then you can watch it. You can buy the DVD and stuff um, in the beginning of December. I said. There you go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump back to the to the beginning of of our feed, and it sort of ties in with uh, Doctor Who a little bit. Um, <laughs> so another and there's another cast member joining Ducktales, and it's Catherine Tate. Um, she is playing <laughs> Magicka Dispel. Yeah, which is great. Like they have a little little clip here i think it's it's a perfect voice cast and and you know it's 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 all good it's it's how long ago was they were they were um that was season four season four so, was it mm, 2009 so it's good to see that they're they're working together again <laughs> everything david does Catherine does not necessarily everything that she does he does because he didn't show up on the american office but in general i feel like he shows up on anything she does um they did a version of i'm gonna say much about much ado about nothing for the canadian version much about yes (laughs) um did um did she do something with Broadchurch? oh you know i don't know but Oh, tell she, me she's going to be in season two of Jessica Jones. Oh, my God. That would be That'd awesome. be great. <laughs> but they should just put her in everything because she's fantastic. Yes. Not to mention, I mean, obviously, so is David Tennant. But. Oh, that's just a given. So that's cool. We're getting to see them together again. And it's it's DuckTales. Good casting. Good casting. And yeah. They haven't agreed. messed that up yet. So we have, there's, you know, later on in the in this, we'll talk about some more casting for DuckTales. But, um. The next article, I did not realize that they were actually making this show. Um, Sifi went ahead and is is adapting the Grant Morrison graphic novel, Happy. As the trailer says, extremely graphic oh, novel. It is, it's a rough, it's a rough book. And the trailer, which I thoroughly enjoyed... Was actually true to the book so far. Like they, from what I see so far, they did a good job. Did did you guys read Happy by any chance? Nope. I did not read Happy. I always wanted to, and because uh, it looked really interesting to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided I was going to wait until it was all collected and trade, and then I didn't buy it because I suck. <laughs> well, it happens. Uh, it is about a retired or a, it's about a, a cop who's not a cop anymore who's now like. A hitman, and he's just kind of horrible. Uh, he thinks he can't die, and he gets himself into a bit of a pickle, and he gets he gets shot, and he comes really close to dying. But when he's brought back, he can now see this magical flying horse donkey thing that is the imaginary friend of a little girl. And that little girl is kidnapped, so... The, the horse gets help from the cop. Now, it is graphic, and it's rough, and it looks like a lot of fun. Seriously, I watched this trailer, and then I said something 
that I've never said before in my life. This sci-fi show looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it has been put on record that you did not like the last sci-fi show that I chose, um, which still kind of hurts I don't my... have a ton of experience with sci-fi shows, but I have not liked really any of them that I've seen. So I was quite surprised to have a positive reaction to this trailer, it... but pleasantly surprised. I mean, Chris Maloney. I'll watch him in anything, so let's do it. So it, it looks like a, it looks like it's going to be good. I, I'm definitely going to check it out when it does finally come about. I don't, I'm trying to rescan. It just says up oh, December sixth on Sci-Fi. Um, now I, it's kind of hard for me to believe that. But all right, I went to New York Comic Con and there was a lot of security because of what happened in Vegas horrible horrible thing that happened in vegas now while inside everybody was cool it's new york comic-con i'm knocking on wood never has been an incident everything seemed fine but then i found out that netflix pulled the the release of the the the, they were going to have a punisher panel and they they nixed it and i'm not sure how i felt about that because it's it's we all know it's there we all know it's coming especially those that are going to see it like are are purposely going to the panel to see it and that's an enclosed environment for like-minded individuals not like they were airing it on television or promoting it in front of movies that have nothing to do with it like it the reason to walk into this panel was to see the punisher But they, yeah, I guess you know, Punisher is—it's a lot of gun violence. It is so. Yeah, it was. I mean, whether or not they should have done it, I think they had to do it because it's just not the right time to promote a show that's glorifying gun violence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, regardless of how the crowd that was actually there to see it would have reacted, the public <sighs> image of Netflix doing something like that could have gone horribly wrong for them. I guess that makes sense. Um. But it the the trailer has since released, and and it looks it looks phenomenal. Banging. It looks it looks fantastic. So it is what it is. Um, I like the, I like the title of this next article. <laughs> uh, McDonald's woefully underestimates how much Rick and Morty fans want their goddamn dipping sauce. <laughs> um, apparently, the McDonald's. I don't. I don't even know what you would call that. Like, is it their event to release the Szechuan sauce again? Went really, really badly for McDonald's because there were so many people in line to get the dipping sauce, and there just wasn't enough available. There's a I, uh, <laughs> the amount of yeah. photos in this article about people literally standing in line for a dipping sauce. And I don't know if you've seen any of the videos of people like being filmed, being told that there's no more and like having a hissy fit in McDonald's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Like, oh, it's it. This is this is the country we live in. Szechuan um, sauce. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the follow up to this. I don't think I put it in the feed, but McDonald's has like since heartily apologized 
for screwing this up so badly and promised a wider limited release of this later in the year. They should just They're actually going to do it again. They should just let it roll. <laughs> Start making it again, let it roll. When it dies down, then cut it again. That's it. Yeah, cuz it will die down. Oh this my god, is, it will. Uh, I haven't seen this episode yet, but from what I've come to understand, the people who are freaking out about uh Szechuan sauce are missing the point. Mhm. They are, but And just, you know, from what I know of the show, Rick and Morty kind of smells that way too, but uh whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever makes people happy, right? True that, yo. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. <laughs> there was this guy. I worked New York Comic Con. And uh, we, this gentleman that I work with, we play a game every year by choosing and counting how many of a specific character we see. And we should have picked Rick because that was by far the most popular character for cosplay yeah that doesn't surprise me it's it's easy to do and the show is just so absurdly popular but what Uh, did surprise how many pickle wrecks did you see that was what surprised me i saw at least seven different well done pickle ricks okay one of them proceeded to stand by my booth for about 45 minutes taking pictures consistently screaming pickle rick Woo! Wubba lubba dub dub! 45 minutes. <sighs> Look, I will officially consider myself a Rick and Morty fan. Mm-hmm. I, I I am thoroughly enjoying the show. Um, I feel a butt coming I, on. I just, that you know, I, I, I would not do that. No, no. All right. Let, yeah, we get it. Rick and Morty's popular. They should have made more Szechuan sauce. Karen, did you watch the tra- the new trailer for The X-Files? I did. Okay, cuz I did not. Um I'm kind of annoyed with this article/headline um because it says something like I'm trying to get to the load. It's like, you know, new trailer confirms that the next season of Exiles will all be all about spoiler. <laughs> it's about their kid. Yeah, that's... This is not a shocking revelation. This Isn't is not something ended? we need to protect people from. Oh. This is not news. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Why is this in our news feed, then? Also, water is wet. <laughs> I mean, does the trailer look absolutely bomb? Sure it does. It looks great. I'm excited for the new season. But don't sit here and tease me. Guess what the next season's about? Holy shit, it's always about their kid. Mm. Yeah. Now, this you did post this article twice. Did you do that on purpose or by accident? It was clearly by accident. Okay. Evan. Thank you for I, pointing I, I didn't, out my I, I didn't know audience. if there was a follow-up to the spoiler because sometimes they do that. Um there is a a laundry list at the bottom of this article for other things you may have picked up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess for like people have a lot of time on yeah, their hands. That's that's what I gathered from this article. Um there's one of the uh lone gunmen shown in the trailer. I'm oh, very excited about really? that. Yep. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Um 
a lot of a lot of stuff came out at, at New York Comic Con. One of the big ones was that Batman the Animated Series is being remastered on Blu-ray, and I think that's pretty dope. Uh, they're celebrating yeah, I, their 25th not anniversary. Not just that they're they're not just releasing it; they're remastering it. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Yeah. I I just kind of want to tack on this. I didn't find a specific news story to link to. I don't know if this is news, but it was news to me. But uh, Samurai Jack's getting the same treatment. Fantastic. Which also makes me extremely happy because if you remember back to the episode of Samurai Jack that I had us watch, we talked about the you know, the visual quality of the show and how it's it's wonderful to look at, but it's definitely showing its age because of you know it's you know it's standard definition, mm-hmm. and a lot of these cartoon shows that have. I would say a lot of artistic integrity um, don't necessarily get the remastered treatment. Right. You know what I mean? Like Batman, the animated series being actually remastered for HD is freaking awesome. Um, I would love for that. I know a lot of people would really love for that to happen to avatar the last airbender, but it's just, it's still just in standard definition, but seeing a samurai Jack and Batman, the animated series get this kind of treatment is absolutely wonderful to me. And I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it, especially because Batman the animated series was, you know, that's that's older than Samurai Jack, so that was really before the advent of you know so, so much computer technology making so much of animation so much easier. Like there's there's it's just all hand drawn, hand painted. It's it's wonderful beautiful, stuff. So I can't wait to see what it looks like. Even not in Blu-ray, it's still really really beautiful. Like just the, oh, yeah. the, the 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 method in which they you know used black paper instead of white like every just the color scheme and the just really well done and i and i it later in the year 2018 it will be released so that may be a box set that i buy like actually for realsies like pay for it buy not that i steal anything else um chris you posted up the next article and i just i didn't read it because i didn't see it till right now but <laughs> I, I, in my heart, I want it to be something else that I'm pretty sure it isn't. But it says, Dancing with the Stars, Frankie Munez doesn't remember starring in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Is that, like, why? Oh, because he's had, like, a... Uh, I forget, but he's, he's had, it's, like, several mini strokes. Really? Yeah. And, uh, he's got some sort of seizure disorder. That's yeah, a shame. And he just doesn't remember it he talks to brian cranston a lot and he like mm-hmm. tells him stories mm-hmm. he's like yeah you did this it was freaking cool <laughs> so that's awesome but yeah it's that's a shame that, that story just that that's a shame that story really freaked me out um he is he is on dancing with the stars currently um he went to earn 24 out of his 30 for the quick step so he do, i guess he dances well i guess nice um Karen, you posted up this one, and <laughs> I read it, and I was like, for someone who doesn't watch the show, I I picked which one I believe. So apparently, the five of the walk, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead crossover theories have been posted in this article. Um Apparently there will be a cross. I let's not say necessarily a crossover, but there will be a connection. Um, yeah, was it Kirkman who said it? Yes, or? during 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 Comic Con. Yeah. So I didn't know Fear the Walking Dead was still on TV. It is. 
It is. Um, <laughs> news to you. <laughs> See, the news is useful. So the top uh, five theories, Madison Clark, Victor Strand, Negan, Merrill, are possibly connected to both of those worlds. Um, my favorite, which I really want to see happen, is Shiva the Tiger. <laughs> I want it to be known that Shiva the Tiger exists in both the universe of Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. And the little be pretty cool. The little clip that they show the in the gif, yeah. <laughs> is great. Like I just I just watch it over and over, watching that guy get mauled by a CG tiger. It's awesome. Check it out. It's got it's an interesting read. Um, now, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so, now, when they when they all right, at some point during Supernatural, they went to an alternate universe, and when I saw that, I went, "This is going to come back to bite me in the ass," and I hope that it truly doesn't. But Apparently, Orsic Shao is returning. Osric Shao is returning as Kevin in season thirteen. Now, Kevin was killed off season nine. Sounds right. I want to say, yeah, and he was the prophet. Now, seeing as they went to another universe, they can bring back just about anybody. They sure can. Now, in the article, they say, yes, we get it. This is a gimmick, but we're not going to overuse it. We swearsies. Okay? Um, uh, this is supernatural. Yeah. I mean, it is a gimmick. It, yeah. Like, it it makes sense for it to be here. I just hope they don't jump that shark. Or, let's look at the other side. Let's have the dad come back. That'd be cool. That I would buy. I'm pretty much down for anything with Supernatural at this point. Like, what? Is, how can they fuck this show at this point? Uh, so, yeah, but that's a Kevin's thing. But Kevin's much beloved, and he was, the character was, you know, tragically killed. So it was sort of like a failure of Sam and Dean to not be able to save him. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to have him come back. It would be even nicer to see him be able to, like, give them shit for him dying in the first place. Like, I would enjoy that. Well, either that or they get another chance to save him and succeed, to right that wrong. That in would be universe, awesome, so. too. Yes. Th- poor Kevin's mom, too. Oh. I wonder if they'll bring her back, too. Poor Kevin's mom. Probably not. Mm. All right. Um, I totally forgot about this character, and I'm happy it's coming back. Apparently, Gladstone, Gl- Gladstone Gander is coming back to DuckTales, and it's being voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Perfect. That That is absolute perfect casting. And flawless victory. They, uh, they have a little, I don't know, trailer, if you will, of the character, and I forgot how much I liked him. Like, he's the nemesis of Donald, but I think they're related, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think they're cousins, yeah. And everything just works out for Gladstone. All the time. There's a a scene where he jumps into the the hot tub full of chips, and he goes, hey, who am I? Boink. (laughs) Such a fun character. And yet again, another home run for the voice casting for the show. 
they just yeah whoever voice cast this show give them an award yeah there should be an award for it um i also can't wait to you know watch it someday but it's it's on now well yeah it's on yes. disney xd i don't think we get that channel oh. and it's not streaming on anything we have it's oh yet yet oh i'm sure it'll come to well it'll come to netflix until such time as they <laughs> sever ties and, yeah, and get their own get that, streaming uh, shit the disney streaming channel of death mm. okay i'm picking up what you're laying down chris i hear you um in not so surprising news <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh every time we talk about this show from now on until it's dead. shockingly the Inhumans ratings have plummeted yet again. This show is doomed to fail. I didn't know that there was anywhere for them to plummet to, and apparently you were wrong because they started at a point nine, then dropped to a point six, which means they lost five hundred thousand viewers in one episode good on you that means of the like slim margin of the population they got to tune in the first place they pissed off like a quarter of them. <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous i this this whole show was just so ill-advised just a bad bad idea i have not i've not met a single person that has said that they've watched this show and I roll in a, in a community of geeks. So, no. Not a good idea. It should go away, and it should go away soon. Yeah, like, we're, we're Agent Carter got canceled, Yeah, right? That's all I have to say about this show. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter got canceled. So, here's another update from Netflix. It's still dumping money into original content. Uh... This time around, we're getting information that they are working on 30 original anime series and 80 movies. Yeesh. That's a lot. Now, I'm assuming it's 80 anime movies or just movies in general. Hmm. Nope. Well, it says this past quarter we released eight original films. We plan on about 80 coming up in the next year, and they range from the multi-million dollar Sundance hit, something to the larger scale. I don't know what film the, I don't know what it is, like the ones that they referenced. So, but that's the way to go because that's the only way for you to get more subscribers to, 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 to sign up for Netflix is, you know. Create the content. Yeah, the anime thing, I don't know, not necessarily surprises me, but I think it's smart because I think it's a, a corner of the market that they haven't right. And the only necessarily other, captured yet. The only other, um, I don't know, like realistic option, non, non-illegal option is Crunchyroll. Like they have the market mm-hmm. cornered. So... If there's only other one other player and you're in just about everybody's home already, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the the, the word of mouth out there. So it's a good plan. Yeah, and I guess people who love anime are like, <laughs> yeah, we know what Crunchyroll is, we love it. But people who like anime but don't like seek it out mm-hmm. are not gonna necessarily know what Crunchyroll is, and then this comes along and they'll have a brand new pipeline for anime and never even 
consider giving money to Crunchyroll. Right. Yeah, I mean, they did super well with that Castlevania thing, and that was basically an extended pilot episode. So, right, there's money to be made here. It's it's definitely an untapped market. Yeah, it makes it just makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and finally, a little more Netflix news. I thought this was cool. I like seeing numbers like this. So because you sort of get behind the scenes of how or yeah, how people watch Netflix or what they're actually watching. Um, they have this, I guess, a rating or they're paying attention to what shows get binge watched the fastest. <laughs> okay. And I think that's cool that someone is actually paying attention to that. Um, and apparently the top of the list is Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life and Fuller House. Um, Nothing like that 90s nostalgia. Exactly. Uh, the top 20 are all over the place. Um, so it just. I was really surprised that there was only one Marvel show on the list. And I was really surprised that uh, like Stranger Things wasn't higher. Well, Stranger Things was. They, they, it's actually stated in the article. It took. It, this is this list is only for within the first twenty four hours. Stranger mm. Things was yeah, that was a sleeper. It was a sleeper, and and it's like Gilmore Girls had press, and they and people knew what they were getting. Fuller House yeah. had press; we knew what we were getting. I'm surprised by like The Ranch. Now, I, it doesn't say what season. I'm pretty sure there have been multiple seasons of The Ranch. I can't imagine the first season of The Ranch did ridiculously within the first 24 hours of the first season. Like, But uh, Fuller House Ranch, Defenders, Seven Deadly Sins, Trailer Park Boys, Santa Clarita Diet, F is for Family, Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things. It's the top 10. I'm, I'm, a, I'm happy to see Santa Clarita Diet is on here because that's one that kind of is on our list mm-hmm. but kind of fell off it. And... Uh, to me, being on this list means that uh, you start watching the show and you can't stop. Right. And I'd like to hear that about that show. Yeah, it was a good show. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's all the news that we have decided to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> all the news that's... What, what What's the saying? That's the way the way news, the goes. news goes. <laughs> Chris. Hey, how you doing? You got a spiel for me? I do. I just have to bring it up because I don't remember it. You'd think I'd have it memorized by Yeah, now. you say it on two You'd different shows, right? I would, but is it the same? I don't trust myself that I do have it memorized, and I don't <laughs> want to try. So uh, so you can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow uh, this show specifically at Twepcast. Or follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. 
If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you could leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, So it is your turn, correct? It is. And you did your research, and we are... What what are we watching next week? Well, it is a uh, part of Geekade's Thirty One Days of Halloween, so we are going to watch "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" <sighs> season one, episode two, "The Tale of Laughing in the Dark." You know, I was gonna pick an "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" <laughs> good, good pull. Uh, yeah, right. and it has to be this one because this is the most. <clears throat> this is the one that always stuck out to me. I watched this one the most times when I was a kid. It just it freaked me out. It's the Zebo the Clown episode. <laughs> Zebo the Clown. You know, I am pleasantly surprised at how much uh, feedback I have gotten about our Thirty One Days of Halloween like lead thing, the the mm-hmm. scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Reading it, like all of us from Geek Aid just picked a couple of chapters and read it and so many people are telling me that they enjoy it like we were discussing the series in the car on the way home one day and our four-year-old heard us in the back seat and said daddy can you tell me some of your scary stories and we we're <laughs> oh. like yeah no <laughs> sorry kid i think some of them might be too scary for you a <laughs> <laughs> In ed- I like I edited them, edited them all, and I I've been reading them and and seeing them and like you get, it gets caught plays, N- not for nothing. Dave, when he read the babysitter, it got me. It scared me because that kid has acting chops. <laughs> nice. So head on over to Geeky, check out that stuff. We're having a lot of fun with the thirty one days of Halloween. So, that's it from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Oh, God, my leg. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.